Support from MarketFoolery comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with one that has your best interest in mind. Use Rocket Mortgage for a transparent, trustworthy home loan process that's completely online at quickenloans.com fool. It's Wednesday, May 10th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer. Joining me in studio today, we've got Matt Argersinger from Million Dollar Portfolio. Matt, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Mac. Thanks. Matt, we're going to try something different today. You are fresh off the Sone Investing Conference in New York City. That's right. Which is the muckety mucks. It's some of the top hedge fund managers and fund managers sharing some of their top picks, right? That's right. So let's get right to it. I want to set the stage here. I want to have you share some of the pitches, both the buys and the sells. And then I want to have some key takeaways. And let's start by just explaining what is Sown and why should investors care about what goes on at Sown? Sure. So the Sown Investment Conference, it's an annual conference in New York City. It's named after Ira Sown who was a Wall Street trader who died of cancer at the age of 29. And so, since 1995, um, the Sone Investing Conference has been honoring IRA. And by honoring him, they're uh, hosting this investment conference. It brings together hedge fund titans like Bill Ackman and David Einhorn, which we'll talk about. Uh, and it raises money for pediatric cancer, so trying to um, cure childhood cancers. It's a really worthy cause. Tickets are really expensive. I was fortunate enough to get in on a media pass. Um, but it's a, it's a very worthy cause, and it's an exciting conference. That really gets you kind of some top ideas from top tier investors that uh, we can kind of share. And let's talk about some of those top ideas, beginning with Tesla, uh, social capital founder and CEO Chamath Palayapatiya. Oh, you nailed it! I nailed it. <laughs> that is um, his name. Is I was so sweating. That. Yeah, we we we've been practicing that before the podcast. <laughs> so Chamath Palayapatiya pitches Tesla. Tell me about that pitch. Sure, sure. Well, he's he's the uh, owner of Social Capital, a hedge fund, and he's also the part owner of the Golden State Warriors. Just for those who don't know him, uh, but last year at Sown, he famously said that Amazon was a 10x opportunity. In 10 years, got a lot of press behind that. Uh, so far, with Amazon up 40% over the last 12 months, he's been right. Looks pretty good, and that's that's kind of what he's looking for. So he he brought Tesla to the table uh, at the conference, and I have to say, when he said the, the name Tesla, there were there were notable laughs kind of across the audience. And why is that? Well, I, I think because with Tesla, there's just there's just baggage with Tesla, right? It's yeah. a lot of people think it's a bubble. It's an, it's a stock that's all time high. Elon Musk is always in the news for good and bad reasons, it seems. And so there's just you've got a really kind of bipolar view of Tesla. Either it's going to be this amazing success that's going to revolutionize all its industries, or it's a stock bubble waiting to crash. But uh, Chamath Palihapitiya, uh, he made the case nice. for Tesla, and he I thought it was a pretty compelling case. He said that if you think about what the Model S and Model X have done. They've essentially come out in just the last several years, and they've already dominated large swaths of the market for their respective categories. And he thinks the Model 3, which is Tesla's next car, which is going to come out later this year, is kind of going to be similar to the iPhone 3 back in 2009. In other words, this device that just comes out, in this case, of course, an electric car, that consolidates the market, builds huge excitement, and it just really takes over the market. And so, and, and when, and there's going to be such demand for it that, and once people buy the Model Three, it's going to become the car of the future. No one's ever going to go back to internal combustion engines. And if you believe him, if you believe that Tesla's sort of on this Apple iPhone curve, uh, he thinks that the auto business for Tesla could be worth 340 billion alone in 10 years. That's 7x 
Tesla's current market cap, and that's just the auto business for Tesla. So obviously, he's really excited about it. And that's it. some Tesla. happy shareholders if that plays out. I would say, and I and I think <laughs> and it, there's a lot of reasons to love Tesla. Um, and I think so having someone like Polly Hapatia say, you know, have confidence in it and be an investor in it. Uh, now I will say I'll qualify this by saying he is not actually investing in the stock himself. His fund is actually buying the convertible bonds. Which I think is actually interesting because it kind of there's more much more downside protection. Um, you basically have to assume that Tesla goes bankrupt for to not get paid on those bonds, but you get about ninety five percent of the upside. Um, I kind of like that play. Interesting. Okay, so let's move on to another stock. I admit I did not expect to see this name as a buy as a stock that someone was pitching. United Airlines. United Airlines. This this to me was one of the more compelling pitches. It was uh, by Brad Gerstner of Altimer Capital. Altimeter Capital. Sorry. Um, I've not been a fan of the airlines, and I think we, we sort of trained our brains as investors, as foolish investors, to just think that industry is terrible. And it has been a terrible industry for investors for, for decades. But we know Buffett got into it recently. Yeah. And Gerstner's point is that today, the US airline industry is, is in such a much better place than it was even just 10 years ago. Right now, four airlines, essentially four airlines, control 80% of the revenue, uh, which of which United is of course a part of, and that that consolidation has you know it's increased load factors, it's increased revenue per seat mile, uh, it, it's given airlines pricing power, uh, and he actually also thinks there's a bit of a secular growth story with airlines in the sense that millennials, whether you believe this or not, are going to travel a lot more than than previous generations, and so you put all that together, he actually thinks in a, in his best case scenario. That United Airlines within five years could be worth $235 a share. And that's if they hit his profit metrics that he's got for them and airlines in general start getting awarded the kind of multiples that railroads have been awarded or other transportation industries. Airlines, of course, have been for years have gotten low multiples because no one just no one likes investing in the industry. Yeah. But that could be about to change. And if, if Buffett's behind it, and I think this case was really well, if you believe that airlines are sort of back and they have pricing power. You could do really well. So, two hundred thirty-five dollars for United Airlines in five years compared to today's seventy-eight dollars stock price—not a bad return if you can get it. You know, and I appreciate the fact that consolidation has become a real thing. Because when I fly to Houston to see my family, my friends that I grew up with, I have basically two choices if I want to fly nonstop: Southwest or United. Right. And I love Southwest, but when the times don't work or the price isn't right, I will fly United. And I, and I hate, I hate, I hate, hate, hate that they drag this guy off the plane. <laughs> but I also don't want to be measured by my worst moment, you know. And so I'm like, exactly. you know what? They're they're one of the few games in town, and I'm going to play that game. Right. Okay. So let's go on to a company I don't know much about: real estate development company Howard Hughes. Yes, this was Bill Ackman's. Uh, Bill Ackman's pick, Pershing Square. Of course, we all know Bill Ackman. Uh, he. This was interesting from Bill Ackman because he he got on stage and. For those who who know Bill Ackman, he's you know he's usually very energetic. He's in the public eye a lot. He uh, you know he's charismatic. He was rather subdued when he was making this when he was on stage making this this pick. And, and just it, to clarify, because maybe some of us don't know Bill Ackman, we talked true. about him recently in terms of Herbalife. He's very much short Herbalife on yes. the other side of that bet as Carl Icahn. So a lot of times they've had a bit of a clash of titans a bit of a clash. on that. We're still kind of waiting to see how that plays out. Um, but most associated with Herbalife also right. has a big stake in Chipotle as well. That's right. And and his fund Pershing the Pershing Square's main fund has not done well the last couple of years. So maybe that's part of it. But uh, so he his pitch was Howard Hughes, Howard Hughes Corp. We know the name Howard Hughes, the famous aviator explorer. Uh, filmmaker, but uh, Howard Hughes today, Howard Hughes Corp, is basically a, a big real estate owner. They're one of the largest owners of what what are called master plan communities, MPCs, in the country. Uh, these are essentially 
big swaths of land, development, developed land, either land with housing developments or commercial property, big, big swaths of land. Uh, and so, Howard Hughes owns it. And it, it's, it's kind of a nice business, if you think about it. it. It generates Hughes generates income from real estate sales, operating income from leases. It reinvests back in the property and improves land, the land values. It brings in new uh, new residents, new new uh, commercial leases. The demand goes, and asset prices rise. It's a little bit of a virtuous cycle. And so, Ackman's bottom line point was at about $122 a share for Howard Hughes, which is the price before he made the presentation. He thought an investor was getting essentially the entire business of Howard Hughes, plus at the Seaport District in Manhattan, which they also own, which is this amazing several-acre spot in one of the premier spots of Manhattan. Nice real estate. Yes. A large piece of land in Hawaii, and about 37 million square feet of future development across Howard Hughes' portfolio, all for free. In Houston. You left out Houston. There. Well, they have, they have a, yeah, they have one of the biggest... <laughs> I, yeah, I forget what it's actually called, it, uh, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a piece of land that's one of the premier places in Houston. Respect. It's, yes, it's three or four times the size of Manhattan itself. Anyway, this is, according to Ackman, one of the premier real estate companies in the world. Uh, and I think we, we have a service here or two that has recommended Howard Hughes in the past. And so, you know, this one I, that hasn't been on really on my radar, but it's one I'm, I'm going to be taking a closer look at. And let's move on to the um, short position Core Labs, um, Greenlight's David Einhorn. Now, a lot of people may know David Einhorn. Back in 2007, he shorted Lehman Brothers, which subsequently went bankrupt, so that worked out well. That's right. But in recent years, he's also shorted a little company called Amazon.com. And not so, not so. Yeah, good. it's well. He, he's yeah. He's he is known mostly for being a short seller. He's had some. He's had some bad bets. Um, I think he was also short Chipotle at some point. I think he made the claim that Taco Bell was going to kind of yes. eat Chipotle's lunch at some point. But he's also he's also been a longtime investor in Apple, which has worked out really well. So he's kind of all over the place. But he brought to the table Core Labs, which is a uh, kind of an oil field services company specializes in, in kind of seismic and high data analysis of, of wells and. Um, it's it's used by drillers and explorers as a way of trying to maximize their yield on on a given drill or a given um, exploration. His point was a good one though. Uh, if you look at Core Labs's exposure, they're exposed mainly sort of to these complex international, mostly deep water um, exploration projects, and that part of the oil business has just been terrible. Uh, they don't have a lot of exposure to really the only place that's really working, which is North American shale, and so. At the same time, though, investors seem to have awarded Core Labs this elevated multiple because they think it's this secular growth story. Like people are just, you know, the, the, the idea that, well, everyone's going to be using high data analysis now to do really intricate, complex explorations. But actually, that's not true. And he thinks it's a bit of a false narrative that this is a secular growth story. He thinks, look, this is just a cyclical oil services company like, like Halliburton or like any other one, right? And it shouldn't be awarded these higher multiples. He thinks their earnings are about to kind of drop off a cliff starting later this year. And once that happens, investors are going to award a much lower multiple to the business. And he thinks the stock's going to drop 30 or 40%. And so. pu- pulling back here, Matt, you talk about how exclusive this event is, the Sony Investing yeah. Conference. Give us a little more color because I'm envisioning ice sculptures and you're <laughs> sipping champagne at lunch and maybe eating a bit of caviar because these are, these are billion dollar fund managers. These, yes. So, so what's it like? Well, it's I mean it's held at a prestigious place. It's the Lincoln Center in New York City, and for those who haven't been there, it's really just one of the most beautiful theatrical venues in the in the entire world. And the tickets are five thousand dollars, so it's not a cheap event. But I'd have to say it's it felt to me more like any other investing conference. You go there, there's booths set up. Funds are kind of advertising. Uh, investment companies are advertising. Um, box lunch, a bit of a box lunch. There was there were little sandwiches. No caviar. <laughs> I looked for the caviar. I couldn't find any caviar. But you know, sandwiches, soda, water, 
you know, most of, most of it is just really sitting down, listening to presentations, having a few breaks, kind of mingling. I didn't do a lot of mingling because I was typing furiously the whole time. But it, it felt like any other event. I didn't feel like I was in a room full of billionaires. It felt like a room full of you know, people who were interested in investing. And I like that's that. where I love to be. So, not, not pretentious. No, no. Not pretentious. Well, I like hearing that. Well, before we continue our conversation, I want to say a word about Rocket Mortgage. Choosing a mortgage is a big decision. You want to work with someone you can trust and someone who has your best interest in mind. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process so you'll have the confidence to make an informed decision. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can adjust the length and rate of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. So, whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage with a lot less paperwork, Rocket Mortgage can help. Skip the banks, skip the waiting, go completely online at quickenloans.com slash fool. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Okay, Matt, so as we wrap up here, a little lightning round. I want to hit you with a few few questions, um, beginning with what was the most convincing pitch you heard at Sony? I'd have to go back to Brad Gerstner's pitch for United Airlines, just because it kind of caught me off guard. I'd never looked at the company, and he made such a compelling case for the airlines and for United Airlines in particular. And his his scenario seemed very plausible that you can get a multi-bagger return by investing in United today. So that's that kind of was the pitch that struck me the most. And conversely, how about the least convincing pitch? Well, I, the, I all the pitches were convincing. I, I I don't think Ackman's pitch for Howard Hughes was. As compelling as it could have been, I mean, I think he 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 was very simplistic. He highlighted some of the qualities of the business, uh, but it didn't it didn't make me think that buying Howard Hughes today was going to be a game changing investment, like investing in Tesla or even United Airlines or, or shorting Core Labs was uh, today. So I'd say that probably fell kind of soft to me. And how do you think the whole Herbalife thing is going to work out for Ackman? Because, you know, <laughs> yes. I feel like if it walks like a pyramid scheme and it quacks like a pyramid scheme, it's kind of a pyramid scheme, and yeah. yet. And yet, obviously, Carl Icahn very bullish on Herbalife, and it's still you know a multi-billion-dollar market cap. I think you and I are, are see the same thing. I mean, I, I see a, a direct marketing company that eventually is probably going to fall out of favor. It's just for whatever reason, this company has been able to to maintain a, a very viable network, generating lots of cash. Uh, you know, you and I agree. I think a lot of the practices are pretty unsavory on the marketing side, um, and so. I, I want to say I feel like Ackman's going to be right eventually. Is he going to be right to the point where he makes a good return on his short? I don't know, because he's going to be fighting Carl Icahn a lot. Uh, but I think I'd have to say five years from now, we'll look back, and I, I guarantee you their Herbalife will not be around, or it'll be a much more diminished company than it is today. Okay, and how about coming out of Sone, one fund manager that everyone should follow? Well, I'll have to go back. I know the name is hard to pronounce, but Chamath uh, Palihapitiya, I think, is a, a kind of a rising star in the hedge fund industry. I, I'm a rule breaker investor at heart, and so I'm also kind of the guy looking for 10x opportunities in 10 years, and that's kind of his mantra. And so I like where he's focused. I'm, a, I'm a, obviously a big believer in Amazon, which he is too. I liked his pitch for Tesla, so pay attention to him. Uh, I think he's looking in the right places. He's kind of bringing a venture capital approach to the public markets, and that's exciting to me. And I just learned watching an interview with him on YouTube that Chamath, his first name means warrior. Well, so I don't know what Mac make, well, means. It makes it's sense like that, <laughs> I know, but it makes sense that he owns the Golden State Warriors, or he's a part owner of the Golden State oh, Warriors. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, That's brilliant. There you go. And Matt, how about one stock or trend from the Sone Conference that goes into your definitely interested bucket? Something that you're going to watch because of the conference? Well, I, I'm, pay, I'm paying a lot closer attention to the airlines. Um, you know, we we haven't spent a lot of time looking at airlines here at the Fool. 
we've kind of followed Buffett's mantra of not being interested in that industry. But the fact that Buffett is now interested, and the fact that I'm, you can see some of the compelling dynamics coming back and the pricing power coming back, it's a place I need to pay closer attention to, and I think we all should. And you perhaps just answer this, but did Sone change your mind about anything? Well, I've been skeptical of where the stock market is. I guess you know, relative to historical patterns, there was there was some talk at the conference about, hey, the stock market's at all time highs, things are looking expensive, the Fed's raising interest rates. I mean, there was a macro discussion, kind of intertwined between all these pitches. I'd have to say, hearing hearing some of the smartest money managers, hedge funds make strong cases for investing. You know, it just reminds me that there are good opportunities everywhere. And and don't always go in with a, you know skeptical saying, eh, is this too expensive? I mean, if Chamath Palihapiti is going to say that Amazon's a 10x opportunity last year, and he says Tesla could be a 7x opportunity now, um, it reminds me like you know focus on the business, focus on who's innovating, who's what's working in the investing world. Don't worry so much about the overall price of the market because ultimately the best companies, the best investment, sorry, the best investment ideas are going to win. And to review some of those opportunities, the buy pitches were Tesla. United Airlines and Howard Hughes, the real estate development company. That's right. And the short was Core Labs. Correct. Well, Matt, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you, Matt. As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal re- recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Matt Greer. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time.